Welcome back, motherfuckers. <laughs> Welcome back to the RMP. I'm Zachary, your host of this fucking podcast. If you want, you can always hit me up uh, at my email, uh, Zachary at therebelminded.com, or check out my newsletter on Substack, which all, where all of my stuff is free at therebelminded.substack.com, where my all of my audio is at, all my blog posts are at. I bring them over for Medium, um, so you don't have to have a Medium subscription. Basically, anything that I create is going to be free on Substack. So... We are here to question the mess, make some rebel actions, and start living life on our own terms. And I want to know, how do we live life as our true selves? The self that will look into us at the end and ask, did we do it all? Now, I, I know listening to the podcast, this, this comes off very... not aggressive. Like when you hear rebel-minded, when you hear question everything, it doesn't come off as aggressive. But you know, I tend to be fairly philosophical. I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical, but I'm curious. I'm open-minded. And you have to understand that rebellious actions and rebellious thoughts and rebellious questioning, like this whole idea that I have here, is just about going against the grain, about waking up to what's happening in the world majoritively and ask if that's for you, if it's meant to be. I just wrote a piece uh, today or yesterday about, oh my gosh, I just lost my train of thought, um, about, yeah, so it, it was about believing in myself and committing to this idea without the worry of somebody's objection that I believe that we weren't built for the nine to five. I feel I feel like we built this industrial world based on an idea and a concept that worked, but wasn't necessarily healthy for the human, the human self, the spiritual self, the most connected self. As people, as a person, it may pre- be productive and progressive, and we all may make money in doing all of this stuff, but we've lost track of patience and presence and the the spiritual side of anything that we do whether it's community whether it's creativity whether it's uh connection family oriented community oriented friendship oriented relationship oriented we've lost touch because we're so on speed and i i refuse to give up on that idea i don't care what rejection comes my way but the the thing is that i'm I'm putting all this stuff out here. And just so you know, this stuff comes straight from my journal. Like this is, these are questions that I, I go over again and again. And you'll probably notice that I go over them again and again. And because I think that's, that's my philosophical mind. It's this, it's this relentless inability to be satisfied with any answer. And maybe that's just because I'm too far from myself. Maybe it's maybe I get to a point where I do feel more true than I've ever been and I've, I've quote-unquote found my place. But I don't know if I'll ever truly be convinced of what it's like to not question. I think that, that's, that this podcast is for me just as much as I hope that it's for you. And I'm not here to give you answers. I'm not here to make you feel better or to give you clarity or to prove to you what exists in life for you. I'm here to put my own questions out there and 
hopefully connect with people on this idea of what questioning actually means, what that means for the individual, what that means for your unique desires and your ambitions and your idea of what fulfilled life looks like for you and making sure that you're not adhering to something just because it's the way of things. It's the normal things. It's how everybody does it because that honestly, that's, that's the most disgusting thing for me to hear is that this is the way that it is. And this is the way that you should do it. And it's too risky to do things that way. I already have too many internal boundaries and resistances about not doing things because it's the normal way or it's too risky or it's worth it's it's not worth the sacrifice you know I, things that i'm still trying to overcome that i know the logical truth of but i i still have emotional barriers to right so not to get too far off off case here but that's why we do what we do here on this podcast okay so let's jump into this prompt because i don't want to get too distracted but I wanted everybody to know what this is for. And if this connects with you, it's it's all about questioning yourself and questioning the external things that come into your world that you're going to decide to confidently filter and question and take into your life as some sort of knowledge or wisdom, but not a fact, not a truth about life. You shouldn't believe anything that said right off the bat. You should always question it, always question it. So let's get into this prompt, shall we? What will the difference be in me choosing joy for myself and choosing commitment to other people? Do I even know what joy is for myself? Do I know the difference between my own authenticity and the performance for others for gaining their approval? I have an enticing thought that calls to me to give up on helping others or remaining available for anyone just in order to find my own definition of success and a life well-lived. Is that failure? Is it abandonment? Is that abandonment of a selfless mission, of being of service? If I turn away from others, will I solidify and grow or will I deteriorate and depress? Sometimes... I wonder if my own mind has never experienced freedom from obligation. I wonder if it has always been chained so strictly to pleasing the world that it has no sense of how to please itself. Maybe it even rejects that pleasure for fear, for fear of guilt. I worry about attaining the goals that I set in front of me. Then again, maybe they are still not clear enough. Maybe they are too reliant on feelings rather than reality. And maybe work and creation is nothing without knowing exactly what I want to do to be available for everyone. Maybe to quote-unquote question everything isn't enough. Now that last part, uh, because we're about five or six months behind from when I wrote this to where we are now, is that I have found out that that questioning of everything is a huge portion that I had to learn, but it's also a... It's only a chapter because action has to be taken beyond the questioning or at least paralleled with the questioning. At some point, you have to pick up what that means for you to do, what questioning does for you, maybe to to gain clarity, but it's setting the path in front of you to actually walk. So if you don't actually walk, you fall into this cycle of questioning 
what you hear, what you say, what you what you think, and never actually acting on it doesn't actually give you a an equal sign. It never proves anything to you, so you, you tend to fall back on what you were already questioning. So just shortcut, tip, make sure that you go beyond what you question. You have to act it out. You have to decide if the risk of the action is worth finding an answer to that question. Um, has a life of obligation to others, this so-called selflessness, kept me from understanding myself or investing in myself? It definitely has, in my opinion. I think that I've, I've conditioned myself to follow through on what I think or what I thought was was service you know giving everybody my my body not not that type i could not get away with working a street corner but giving up my body like say the work that i do um and giving up my my emotions to to help everybody the problem with all of that is that it's so far from my calling it's so far from skills that that make me feel worthy that make me feel valuable that it's just an exhaustion of my resources to be of service and to be selfless is typically a hard thing to understand because the world doesn't really give us, give us definition of it definition of it and it doesn't really set us up to do it from a pure instinctive position it doesn't give us the tools to do it from our center um our passion our something that feels that feels good to us more or less we're 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 it's created in a transaction that in transactionary manner of getting paid with currency and we're 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 conditioned to believe that the money we make makes us valuable and it's not the money that we make that makes us valuable. It's the intent and the, the love and passion of what we do that makes us so good at what we do that it becomes of service for others and we want to do it for others. That's how we gain energy. That's how we maintain and keep ourselves from exhausting and that's how we stay internally healthy mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, which actually bleeds into spiritual health health and physical health because we start clearing up on what it means to, to have a whole body balance that keeps us in direction, that keeps us in our best shape, our most ideal shape to give, to be of service, to have a mission. Now, do I have, do I know what pure joy is? Um, and... Where have I felt it the most? Where, where can it give me a, a, an idea of what my direction is and all of this questioning? And I think that my purest joy has come in my flow states. When I'm doing things well enough for myself, when I see myself overcoming, when I see myself maintaining a discipline, when I see myself maintaining a responsibility for who I am and what I love. Now, that's fallen apart a little bit lately because I've gone from riding snowboards to riding motorcycles to powerlifting, all this stuff that's that's athletically based and within sport. And I haven't I'm still finding out the things that would that would take that responsibility to the edge of 
being an intellectual into being a mental, emotional, valuable tool for other people. Something that I'm passionate about that doesn't just include me. That's the, that's the transition that's been difficult for me. And I found myself farther and farther away from pure joy because I don't have those things anymore. And I think that there are things that you need to do for yourself, hobbies, uh, loves, passions that you do physically that, that stimulate you, that remind you of the love of life. And to be honest, I don't have those things right now. I'm still trying to figure out how I go from powerlifting, which was my kind of like my last athletic love endeavor, to something else. And I'm struggling with that right now, I'll be honest. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, and it doesn't mean that I can't continue to find joy. But my mission, and the mission that I think a lot of people are in dire need for, is intellectual, serviceable, communal mission, something that goes beyond ourselves, something that is maybe in an art or or in athleticism that makes or helps us empower other people in some way. And, and even these selfless or these, these selfish acts, quote unquote selfish acts, which selfish isn't a negative thing, by the way, these selfish acts of being the best at something, something that we're truly passionate about that we just can't stand to live without, um, end up helping people. You know, elite powerlifters are so into their craft that they end up engulfing their lives in this sport. And that's not to say that people don't even change chapters. It's that powerlifting for me was never meant to help me help others. It, it, anything athletic was never really meant to be that thing. I, I know that my mission is more on a conversational level, um, a intellectual level, a philosophical level, and my connection with people and how discussions work and how debate works and how um, uh, mental individuality works for all of us. That's where I think my true calling is at. So yeah, it's it, the pure joy thing is very far and in between. And I would, I, would, I would push you to figure out what your last pure joy was, regardless of expectation, regardless of obligation, regardless of, of any responsibility that the world sets for you. What does pure joy look like for you? And you have to be able to step into that and accept that without shame, knowing that the good of yourself is the good is a good thing for the rest of the world because it changes your energy. And the, the energy that you create for yourself is the same energy that other people feed off of. You ever watch those those videos on YouTube of like the world's most amazing people? It's It's so inspiring and it's so motivating. So we have to find things that make us uh, not lovable by others because not everybody's going to agree with what we do, but are inspiring to a group of people that are like-minded, that run in parallel to us, that inspire other people to do things that they would love or maybe do the same thing that you love. Now, I have always been, quote-unquote, on stage for other people. To In my past, it was to seek love and validation, to become liked. Um, and have I ever felt truly like myself? Is there a self that I have yet to experience? Does it require rejection of other people? Does it mean separation? Does it mean saying and doing things I know others won't like or will become hostile about? And I've, I've recently, uh, it, in, my, in the last relationship that I was, well, fling situation, situationship, I'm not perfect, right? Fuck off. But <laughs> um, 
I remember having a discussion with this this woman about realizing that I had to fall into a dark side of myself. And within that dark side, I was going to be unliked. I was going to say things that other people weren't going to enjoy. I was going to put a hard stop to relationships and words that aren't that aren't respectful of me or don't share with me a fair, emotional, spiritual, loving transaction between me and another human, right? So even when the world tells you what you should and should not be doing, what's not kind, what's not fair, what's not respectful, you have to understand that setting boundaries may very well be that uh, illusionary veil that gives off the same feelings of being immoral or rude or unfair to other people when really it's you having respect for yourself, you deciding to maintain your own path. Now, is there a way to know if what I decide is right for me? Will, will feelings give me insight? Can I trust them? The hard part about, about growth is that you never really get comfortable. And like I was saying before, you, you have to make sure that you're not consistently in a cycle. You have to make sure that you're, you've got action on top of your decisions. That's where I struggle the most. Um, as a non-typical male that tends to be more on the feminine side, uh, I may have a lot of compassion. I may have a lot of understanding, a lot of patience, uh, maybe a lot of empathy, but it makes me, I have a weaker side towards action, which, which more m- males tend to have. And uh, I'm almost envious of that. So you have to make sure that you're not in that cycle of repeating things that, that don't actually get you anywhere. You have to make sure to act out. And a lot of times you don't even really know if it's right because you're fighting a past version of you that is telling you what's wrong. And that per- past version of you could, be, could have been created by trauma, could have been created by suppression. It could be someone trying to decide what life and what the meaning of life is for you, uh, through you, for them, if that makes sense. And so a lot of times it's super cloudy. It's, it's super unreliable on, on what exactly the truth is. However, you'll find out that there's a consistency in that discomfort that helps you understand that it's progressive, that, it, that, that, that that cloudiness means growth. It doesn't mean that you're not where you should be. It doesn't mean that, that you're not learning. It means that you're consistently trying to move forward. And when you get too comfortable, when you indulge too much in the world, you're going to realize how much you are numb. You're going to realize how much you've lost your thought process. You're going you're to realize how much you, you've lost your discipline or your consistency or you realize how much you are understimulated because you're not in discomfort anymore. That's tough, especially intellectually, especially when you think way too much on our own. You don't have anybody to discuss it with. Find people to discuss things with. Find other people to have conversations with to help you build. It'll, it'll expedite the process so much, I promise. Or find a therapist. Um, and what have I learned about the years of questioning that I've created? Questioning the self, questioning advice, questioning so-called facts and truths, questioning social, social narrative and intention, and questioning the people that I feared most, which is other men. I've found through years and years of questioning now is that there is no truth without having my own truth first. 
of all of the things that I've listened to, of all the things that I've I've observed in people and their relationship and their romantic relationships and their relationships with me and their business relationships. I've realized that if you've read anything from like Robert Greene, like say the 48 Laws of Power, um, uh, the Power of Seduction, uh, what was the other one? He's got a lot of he's got a lot of great books out, but. The world, regardless of what you want it to be, is going to be manipulative, it's going to be unfair, it's going to be conniving, it's going to be a lot of things. And you have to decide what's true for you and maintain that truth. And then you question, are you being ethical and moral? Are you being fair? Well, are you being fair to yourself? You don't need to worry about being fair to other people because the world just isn't fair. But in all of this questioning, you have to start finding answers for who you want to be, what pedestal you want to stand on, what direction you want to come from, and where you want to go in life, and disregard anybody else's decisions about those actions and about those perceived ideas of what life looks to you. So in this whole idea of questioning, what you should find is your own truth. You should be finding your own individuality because once you get good at questioning, you're never necessarily satisfied with any, what anybody tells you. And most of the time, you're not satisfied with what you tell you. You're only satisfied when you act it out to create a proof or to create a truth. So I think I'm just about on empty, empty tank. Uh, until until the next one, I fucking I hope you guys are, are getting something from this. I hope uh, that you're that you're really questioning things. I hope that you want to have conversations, whether it be with me, whether it be with your spouse, whether it be with anybody else. I hope you're questioning the world around you enough to decide that you you may or may not be living the life that you want to live. And if you're not, because people turn away from millions of dollars. People turn away from lives that that look perfect to everybody else because it isn't their truth, because they figure out somewhere along the line that that wasn't meant to be, right? So the whole idea around all of this is to find your purest version of individuality, for you to be as authentic as you can as you change through the different stages of your life, to be as satisfied as you can with yourself, to be as true as you can with yourself, and to be as fulfilled as you can with yourself. First and foremost, before the world, and then you take that into the world with you. I love you. This is your host, Zach.